Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Legion of Live Stream, episode number 243. The first time we're showing our faces this year, the 4th of January 2020. I am your first host, Alex Garth on Mars. With me, as always, is Brett, Heathen Dog, Grissima. Hello, everyone. I hope we find you well in this brand new year, 2020. You know what? Uh, Garthon and I are old enough. Some of you out there are also old enough to remember that for the first three or four months of a new year, it's always hard writing checks. You check. keep messing up. Who writes checks <laughs> anymore? I know, right? No one does. I haven't written a check oh. in God. How long? I don't even know. Years. Yeah. Years. Years. Even, I've even government years. agencies take credit cards nowadays. For a while, they were the last ones. Like, it has to be a check. The holdouts. Exactly. The the DMV was the holdout for me. Look at the year when calamari flange becomes official currency. Hmm. Hmm. I don't have flanges. Mm. I just have dorsals. Dang it. Yes. So the, uh, but no, it's good to be here, everyone. It's good to be here. Seven of nine. I like seven of nine. Where's that what we're talking about? Wait, what? So anyway, how have you been, Mr. Heathen Dog? I've been all right. I've been, I've been pretty good. As you can see, I got the uh, Christmas spirit happening. You do indeed. Right over here. It is still the 12 days of Christmas. It's true. That's true. And uh, so that's going to be up for a little while. And uh, my son went back to school this week. Excellent. You and sent my, him off to boarding school, wife, military academy. Sent him off to boarding him school. He's, it got a, well, actually, actually, this is important. Take note, all parents. If you want to toughen up your kid, if you want your kid to be the baddest mofo down around this town, whichever town you're in, obviously, you send him to China and send him to theater school. Oh, yeah, I've seen stuff on that. They are no joke. Ooh, they will they beat the sass, beat the weakness out of your child. And he will come back, he or she will come back a very, very respectful gentleman and or lady. Or both. With ways Probably not both. Probably off. not both. I don't know. I've seen some this of is, those films. This is this is China. This is China. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. <laughs> you ever seen Farewell, My Concubine? I'm just saying. <laughs> All the female parts of those plays are played by dudes. That's true. That's so, true. you know, it's just how it is. It's just how it is. Duncan's Idaho predicts that goo pucks with the next Bitcoin, but yeah, but they have to be made from the uh, vacuum sealed remains of our leaders. How much would a Trump puck go for? He's still alive though. Fit, Beat Fifteen mega hats. <laughs> Twelve quatlus for the for the president. Um, I think we should adopt the quatlus official currency. I really do. What's that from? Star Trek. Uh, the Games Quat Masters loop? of Triskelon. Oh, okay. The the glowing multicolored brains who uh, were always betting on everything. Yep, they, yep, yep. That's where Lady Gaga met Captain Kirk in the 60s. <laughs> what? She looks like Lady Gaga. I can't help that. All right, all right. Bruce right. <laughs> says, my phone is three seconds ahead of the browser on my slow-ass laptop. Or maybe your phone's from the future. Yes, future phone. It could tell the future. Only three seconds ahead, so not especially useful. <laughs> Only if you're about to be murdered suddenly. <laughs> then it's pretty useful. Wait, I get a phone alert. Oh my god, tidal wave! Damn! <laughs> well, no, <t> <laughs> Alright, tidal wave probably wouldn't. Three seconds plus or minus not going to save you from a tidal wave. <laughs> probably not. You can go pod racing, that's true. Now this is pod racing. <laughs> We're going to get to that. <laughs> All right, today's segments that we will get to. He the dog, see the dog, RPG Fundamentals, Dungeon Crawl Classics, Game System, Part 2. 
In Garthas Convoy of Doctor Who number four, Miles Morales, Spider-Man number 14, and incoming! He took off the exclamation point, number one. Appar- apparently, it's, that doesn't have it on the official title. Just on the comic. I know, I know. I know, the comic is official. I don't I don't see it. There it is, incoming. I see it. I'm looking at the website, too. There's an exclamation point, every single bit of literature I found on it. I'm looking at it right now. Do-do-do. You could go on and say what else is happening. Okay. And then in a random number generator, we're talking about Disney and Star Wars. Did Disney make a mistake buying Star Wars? Did they screw up? Did they get hoodwinked? Did Lucas, you know, dangle a polished turd in front of him and then run away with billions of dollars? Or do they have a master plan? We're going to discuss it in the RNG. Because those are very important. Yes. The Marvel site's the only site that doesn't have exclamation point. That's just weird. It's on the freaking book. It even says it inside the cover of the book, where it says okay. the official data. Sure. Of course, that book also says it's published in March. That's the future. Wait, yeah. or the past. I don't know. It's so it far off. It says March 2020. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, quite the future. Yes, indeed. So you can never delete. Comic books lied to me. I feel, I feel, I feel broken inside. Mm. Yep. Legion with Anime, Comics, Games, Information. Here's the information. Streaming schedule. All right. All is essential standard time. Legion Myth Prime. That's slash Legion Myth. Heathen Dog. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 a.m. Seven days to die with My Fault and Sheriff. Hi, My Fault and Sheriff. Who may be here or not. Uh, Lucas made money. New Disney was screwed up. Well, possibly. But then again, if you listen to his plans for the franchise, you know, like when he talked about what Metachlorians were and how that was supposed to go. Hmm. Did, did, have you heard about that, Heathen Dog? We're, we'll hit it. We'll hit it in the RNG. <laughs> uh, Monday, 8 p.m., Left 4 Dead 2. Thursday, 8.30 p.m., Imperial Galactic Survival with me, Garthon. And Saturday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, Delicious with Livestream, the best place to be. We're talking about anime, comics, and games. You can be here with us. It's always good. If you're here now, glad to have you with us. We are hey. a growing community of insane people, and we appreciate you all. Garthon is Sunday at 9 p.m. with Lunar Silver Star Story. Uh, fourth part of that coming up. Having a lot of fun building the audience there. It's a fun game to play. It's old. PS2 one. Thursday, you already know that. Saturday, you already know about that. On the Deuce, Legion with two. Max Leo, Wednesday and Friday, 12 noon. Playing Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky on PC. Because he doesn't have the PlayStation 2. Or is it 3 version? 3. Anyway. Because they never released that in English. It's only on PC. Or is it on the Vita? PSP? Something like that. He definitely wouldn't have that. No, it's hard to stream there. Zon says Disney's yeah. made money off the deal. Of course they have. Noro, Thursday, 11 a.m., Portal Nights with Max Leo. Yay! A lot of fun there. So everyone, check out Legion with 2 Wednesday and Friday and Thursday for Max Leo and Noro action. Because they are do, having fun. They're on the deuce. But of course, for your prime excitement, Legion with Prime, slash Legion Myth, Garthon, Heathen Dog. And today's giveaway for the stream is Next Machina. I really have not. I know nothing about this game. I don't. I don't know anything about this game. He told you about it. I it completely was, dumped it. It was written in the notes. Uh, it's a it's a card based. Oh, card based. Okay, I remember now. Yes, yes, card game. That's why it, I dumped it. Wait, no. This it's is no. This, this is a different game. That's the next week's game. This next packet okay. is an intense arcade style twin stick shooter. It looks pretty awesome. 
So okay. if you ever played like Smash TV, uh, it's kind of like that. Oh, all right. Where one sticks turns around, one turns, and you, you're in a crazy situation. You keep killing all the dudes who keep coming in waves. It's a cable punk themed future. And I think, oh, I've seen this game in other places. This is a really good game. Okay, great. Yeah, I've seen and, people, uh, I've seen playthroughs of this game. This is an awesome game. Good, good. Uh, just so everyone know, the the way our new format is uh, going forward for the foreseeable future is we're going to give away a game every week, but it's going to be in a random segment, either my segment, Garthon's segment, or the RNG. It's gonna be it's gonna be different every time, so you're never gonna know. So there's no like, oh, this is about time for Garthon to start. I know it's gonna be in his segment, so let's jump on now and then get away. No, no, you you stream snipers now. All right, there you go. All right. So looking forward to that coming up. And don't forget, as we said, Lunar Silver Star Story of the Retro Game, Sunday, 9 p.m. Central, slash Legion with Be There. Good good times, good times with that. As we go through the future of role-playing games, which is the past. He the Dog streams, seven days to die. Ooh, my fault. Shares get billing. Look at that. I know, right? Well, they are integral in my survival. That's so true. That's they true. get billing. So that's always fun featuring they're featuring my fault share. So join us for that. That is Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, as I said, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time on the primary. The Prime. Legion of Myth. You're just getting a lot of mileage out of there, aren't you? <laughs> if I wish I could do oh, I just forgot the guy's name, the Optimus Prime voice, I would do it. On the Prime. Roll out. Can't quite. He the dog teams up with Sauce Mouse and My Fault in Left for Dead. Monday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time on Legion of Myth. Twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. The Prime. I'm going to keep saying that. Max Leo's Year <laughs> of the RPG begins. Or has begun. Has begun. Yes. Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky. Wednesdays and Fridays at 12 p.m. That is noon. Central Standard Time on The Deuce. Twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth 2. Be there. Falcom. Awesome, awesome RPG studio. Big fan of the Legend of Heroes series. Was it the Neo no Kiseki? In the Japanese. I don't know. I am not a fan of the anime, though. No, the anime I've heard is not good. Yeah, you heard it from me. I yeah, reviewed it. Yeah, that's who I heard it from. <laughs> there you go. And it's a no backseat gaming, casual playthrough, first playthrough, blind playthrough. He knows nothing about anything and actually doesn't even look at the screen while playing. Barely. Barely, Barely. looks at the screen. Barely. No, I was kidding about that. Blind meaning that he hasn't looked up any guides or anything beforehand. And when you're playing a Falcom game, wow. Good luck with that. That's going to take some time. <laughs> it takes some effort. That's going to take some time because you're going to have to be talking to a lot of people. He's definitely not going to be getting every single uh, little nook and award in that thing. Because they do a lot of stuff like, they'll be like, uh, like you can buy stuffed animals in the shops. And at the end of the game, if you've got all the stuffed animals, there'll be someone like, oh, I've been looking for that collection. Here's this mega powerful prize. You know. So. Is that me calling you? Nope, that's somebody else that, that I don't care about. That's reality. That's reality calling. We don't care. Nora and Max are playing Portal Knights in their team up. Thursdays, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time on Legion Myth 2. The Deuce. So be there for that, because Portal Lights is a fun game, and you will enjoy playing. And Heathen on Garth are playing Imperial Glass Survival. Well, I just said all this. PvP team up versus Twitch subscribers! Thursday, 8.30 p.m. 
We haven't gotten to the actual subscriber part yet. We're we're actually giving Ravenslayer time to get his computer going yes. so he can jump in with with Sheris and Marhawkman. Yes. So there's that. That's right. But you can watch our uh, exploits as we've been getting. Uh... Well, last last uh, last Thursday we, went well. We that did okay. Well. That went well. We, we rallied. We rallied. We rallied. We uh, we're yes. finally able to take out that turret that destroyed us for two weeks in a row. Well, one yes. week in a row. Well, all day, though. It, it was all day. Breakfast all day. All day. We had to pack a lunch. It still beat us up. Yep. But we got it. It took out yes, one of did. our ships, but we got it. Two. Three. Three of our ships. Well, it, it I mean, took the, out... On the oh, last oh, day, oh, it only right, took right, out. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. But no, but it had I told taken you, out three before yeah. that. But I, I told you that one was the weaker one. That was the weaker, but I did hurt enough to be able to take it out. There you go. We weakened it. Doug says, the first was to defeat the peril of the ship hole that the jumping through on thereof. Yeah, I died that I only had like four health and I jumped through the hole. That was all. That was funny though. It was yeah. terrible and funny. All right, Gen Con 2020, come and join us in Indianapolis. That's in Indiana, in the United States of America. I heard Badge registration, 26th of January 2020. That is this That's month. Close. Yes, that is 22 days from now. It's it crazy. Is. Oh, Ex oh, and I'm gonna put it out there. Anyone, anyone, who gets a VIG pass. You can have, what is it, like two or three people who can come on as VIG companions? It used to be five. Now they I think they lessened it to two or three. Call me. I will <laughs> I will bribe you. He I will bribe you. He has no shame. He I will it. make it worth your while. I have I have no shame. He's he right. had it surgically removed years ago. Never missed it. Oh, God. It was great. I sleep so much better now. <laughs> At Activity Sign Up, 17 May 2020... The best four days in gaming starts 30 July 2020. So watch Legion of Streams for the Gen Con. Talk about the Gen Con. Join the Discord to talk about the Gen Cons. On our Discord channel right there. Twitch, YouTube, social media, twitch.tv slash Legion Myth. We have Legion Myth Prime, the primary channel. That's why it's called Prime, kids. Keep up. Anime, comics, games, Heathen Dogs, team-ups, Garthons, retro games, many exciting things, and the Legion Myth live stream. Legion Myth 2, The Deuce. This is the secondary channel with Max Leo and Noro doing his Year of the JRPG and Noro's variety streams. YouTube is Legion of Myth. YouTube.com slash Legion Myth. With individual highlighted Legion Myth segments, video game streams, recorded tabletop RPG videos, and Twitter at Legion Myth. Video game live stream announcements, giveaway updates, things like that. And Discord is where you can chat, talk. We put things up there. Uh, like or this morning I put up which comics I was going to talk about. So, you know, things like that. All good. Shroud the Tar fans, Elgarian now streams on twitch.tv slash community of the avatar. He's now That's official. Right. That's right. The Legion Myth was so vast and powerful, we catapulted him into his position with the actual company. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's, 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 that's how it happened. happened. That's what happened. That's exactly how it went down. And don't forget our gear, to purchase your Legion Myth gear at shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies. Find love in your Legion of Myth gear. Thank you to all of our Patreons and Twitch subscribers. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Gary, Brian H., Sherris, thank you so much. We really do appreciate you. Uh, Twitch.tv, Top and Cheers is on. Thank you so much. And there's Jamie Jen and Sean Paxler. We really appreciate you guys. At Top and Gift Subscriptions through Twitch is on. We really do appreciate all of our gifts giving and subscribers and Twitch and such. Yep. Thank you, everyone. We really Everything do appreciate okay? you. 
Review rating system. Half star, horrible, terrible. Don't don't be anywhere near that. Bad for your health, bad for the universe. Five stars, extraordinary, one percent, flawless. Watch it, it is amazing. Full screen disclaimer. Oh, here it is. Bam. The opinions and commentary expressed in this episode belong solely to the individual commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to write a family-friendly atmosphere, this content is not targeted towards children under the age of 13 and may include the occasions of foul or offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. That was beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. The smallest minority is the individual. Taxation is theft. There you go. See, oh, yeah. There oh, we go. That's it. Now we're that's controversial. It. It. We're, we're, we're clear now. That's oh, right. yeah. We are highly controversial now. Ladies and gentlemen, seek solace in the tomes of your elders. Find the words of truth within, for blazed into your mind is Heathen Dogs RPG Fundamentals. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. Glad to see you. Hope you're having a good day. I am, because today I get to tell you about the really, really weird crap in Dungeon Crawl Classics. If you want to see the other stuff, the introduction and the first half where I explain how the game works, you can uh, check it out on YouTube. You can you can look at the VOD if you want. That's great. Please go ahead and do our YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. Do all that good stuff. And today I'm going to talk about the stuff I wanted to save for the anchor. Because this stuff, really, it's gonna it's gonna turn your hair white. This is this is right. this is some weird stuff. All right, first we'll go over the credits. Uh, publishers Goodman Games, and it came out in 2012, 2003. I talked about this before in part one. 2003, sort of, but the game has changed so much. It's basically a new game, from from the original 2003 version. So you can't even call it a version. It's like a different game. I don't know why it even has the same name. It's crazy. But the designer is Joseph Goodman, and you can buy this thing 514 pages big. That's what this thing is. You get a drive through RPG for 25 bucks, but that's just the PDF version. If you want the actual physical copy plus a PDF, then you can go to Goodman Games for 40 bucks. Or if you're an Amazon Prime member, you go to Amazon Prime and get it for $30.38 delivered to your door next day. What are you going to do? There it is. Boom. And I really wish that that we had a link with Amazon where we get some of that money, but we don't have that. Why not? So just go. I don't know. Uh, lazy producer. Everyone I guess. had one. I know. I know. Right. Uh, we just have a lazy producer. That's all. But uh, if if you want to if you want to give us the money that you were going to save, then go ahead and do a PayPal thing. We're fine with that. All right. Now, the system part two. All right. What you need to know about today? I'm going to explain the dice chain. All right. What's the dice, the chain? dice chain, heathen dog? Oh, I'm going to explain it. But, you know, when, when you first picked up weird sided dice, like you're used to six sided from all your board games growing up, Candyland and whatnot, and you picked up your first 12 sided or or uh, 10 sided or eight sided, you're like, what is this? Now, you're going to have that again. You get to have that experience again today with us. Isn't that great? It's going to be great. And after that, I'm going to talk a little bit about combat, how it's done. It's pretty easy. This this is the easy part. The weird part is coming up. Fumbles and crits. Rolling a one before was like, oh, you automatically miss. That's normal. 
or you may even damage yourself somehow or drop your weapon or fall down. Whatever. No, 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 no. That's Bush League crap. I'm talking about real fumbles, and I'm talking about real crits. These things are both deadly. And after we talk about that, we're going to roll right into magic because magic is not handled at all like anything you've ever seen. This game is deadly on so many levels. It's it's like being sealed in a box full of spikes. The Iron Maiden of RPGs. This is what this is. It's, it's friggin' bananas. So we're going to start with the dice chain. As you can see, I have a picture of all the dice. And the, these are Dungeon Crawl Classic uh, made dice. You, know, you, you can get these side of dice for anyone. These are like made for the game. It's fine. But uh, we have three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten sided percentile, 12, 14, 16, 20, 24, and 30. Now, Heathen Dog, why do they have all these dice? I mean, what's the point? What's going on? Well, for me, I've, I've played D&D. And I've played games like Earthdawn that have a step system that have all kinds of different dice combinations. This is kind of like a, a merging of the two because you not only have a, a, a negative or positive modifier to your role as in just straight up number like plus one, minus two, whatever. You can also have a modifier to the die you roll. That's a minus one D or a plus one D. That means you go up one on the dice chain or down one on the dice chain. That's why they call it a chain. Each of these dice is a link in the chain. You can go up and down the chain to your benefit or detriment. So, for example, your your opponent, his leg is caught in a bear trap. Well, obviously, he's not going to be able to move around so well. And not only do you have a bonus to hit him, but you actually have a plus one die to attack. That's plus one up the die chain. So usually that's from a d20 to a d24. Well, let's say you have a leg trap and someone's casting a fireball spell at you. Well, it's kind of hard to make that saving throw dive for cover with your leg caught in a bear trap. So your your saving throw is now minus 1D. So it was D20. Now you're rolling D16. Makes it harder. It adds another level of, of, uh, of gameplay instead of just adding and subtracting from a target number. It's changing the die you roll as well. Now, you can get these dice or you can modify normal dice for their use. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you modify normal dice, you're never going to get the result you're looking for. You, all of the statistics are changed significantly. For example, a D7. You can use a D6 and add one or a D8 and minus one. There's a problem, though. If you use a D6 and add one, you're never going to roll a one and you have double the chance to roll a six. If you use the D8 minus one, you're you're no wait, you're, yeah you're never you're always gonna you're twice as likely gonna roll a one because you can roll a one on a one or a two and you're never gonna roll an eight because you have to minus one from everything on top so it's not the same it'll get you by but it's not gonna be written for the game written as fair for the game so remember that all right so Moving forward, let's look at combat. Combat, like I said, this is pretty straightforward. Uh, let's go to the basics first, movement and time. Movement, normal movement is 30 feet per round. Dwarves and halflings, you are shorter, 20 feet per round. And of course, armor penalties apply. If you have a dwarf in plate mail armor, well, he's not going to go 20, he's probably going to go 10. You know, it's, he's, gonna, he's not going to move at all very well. All right. 
that's the way it is. And time. One round is 10 seconds. One turn is 10 minutes. There you go. Now, if you want to talk about in combat round, out of combat round, in combat turn, out of combat turn, no, no, they don't. This is it. This is what they say. One round is 10 seconds. One turn is 10 minutes. That's it. Okay. Taking it around. Now, here's combat. First, the game master checks for surprise. Now, in a lot of games, you have to roll for surprise. Role-playing is important. Being paranoid in this game should be your damn watchword. <laughs> it really should. Like I said, this game has 100 ways to kill you, and it's going to try every second. So you should be damn paranoid all the time. No one should ever gain surprise on you because you always say to the game master, I am looking around for anything that wants to kill me. Nine times out of ten, you're going to find something. And after that surprise fails, then you go to initiative. It's a D20. You add your agility modifier, whether it be positive or negative. That modifies your role. If you are a warrior, you add your class levels to your agility. I'm sorry, to your initiative role. And that'll help you get a higher result. Now, uh, if you have a two-handed weapon, you get a minus one die on the dice chain. So instead of a D20, you're rolling a... D24? No, minus one. That's plus oh, one. Oh. D16. D16. Yes, D16. All right. Okay. Now, after that is done, now you get to go in initiative order. Any ties, agility breaks a tie. Tie and agility, level or hit die breaks the tie. If you tie at that, well, then you both go at the same time, and it's weird. All right. Anyway, actions. These are the things you can do during your turn. When it's your turn, in a round. You can move and take an action or double move, burning away your action for a double movement. You can use your action to attack. You can use your attack, your action to cast. You can take any other action that takes around 10 seconds to do using your main action. There are some things called free actions where it only takes a second or two, like, oh, like uh, opening a door is unless it's locked is considered part of your movement so it happens during your movement so like a free action stuff like that it's fine dropping something that wouldn't take an action nowhere near 10 seconds to, to do something like that push a button pull a lever as long as you're readied not going to be a thing don't worry about it combat is very simple all right now of course uh uh i, I talked about this in uh part one but uh, armor class keeps going up. Base armor class is 10. Wearing armor, having agility mods adds to that, which increases the target number of anyone trying to attack you who are rolling a d20, adding in their modifiers to try and get above, equal to or above your armor class. Basic stuff. Basic stuff. You see in a lot of games. Now I'm going to go into what you don't see in a lot of games, which are fumbles. Oh, I see fumbles all the time. No! Not like this, you don't. Stop it. It's going to get weird. Let's go. Okay, rolling a one in combat is a fumble. Not only do you miss, you automatically miss, which is not new. You roll a one, you, you messed up, you missed. But you have to roll on the fumble table. I have the fumble table right here, all right? Lower is better. For, whoa, lower is better for you, all right? Your armor type determines the dice you roll on this chart. No armor, you're only rolling a D4. Heavy armor, you're rolling a D16. 
Now, your luck modifiers work in an opposite way, since lower is better. If your luck stat gives you a bonus, you actually take away from the result. If it, if it gives you a detriment, you add to this result. All right. Now, warriors and dwarves are the only people, the, the only classes and the only race that can burn a luck point from, from your luck attribute to just not roll on this thing. They just don't roll. Everyone else must roll on the fumble table if they fumble. You must. Now, let's example some of these sweet, sweet deals. Let's say you roll really well. You roll super well and you roll a modified one. Your incompetent blow makes you the laughing stock of the party, but otherwise causes no damage. Outstanding. Just rolling a one, except everyone now has to laugh at you. Let's say you are wearing uh, medium armor. That's a D8. And you roll normal, you roll average, four. Your weapon is damaged. A bowstring breaks, a sword hilt falls off, or a crossbow firing mechanism jams. The weapon can be repaired with 10 minutes of work, but it is useless for now. Not only did you miss, but you broke your weapon. And for the foreseeable future, which is this combat, it's worthless. Now, let's say you completely flub this thing and you roll something like a 14. Like a turtle on its back, you slip and land upside down, flailing about and unable to right yourself. You must fight from a prone position for the next round before you can recover and rise. That means you're not even allowed to get up next round. Yeesh. You're not allowed your movement action next round, so you cannot get up. And attacking someone prone is ridiculously easy. And your armor class is ridiculously low. So you're going to get beat on like, 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 like the fat kid at lunchtime. That's just how it is. It's going to happen. Now, that's just your normal combat fumbles. These are bad. The, these can easily kill you. This one roll could get you killed in, in, in any combat situation. Now let's talk about the crits. This is the other side of the weird coin. Rolling a 20 is an auto hit and a critical hit. Now, some classes critical less on, on a lesser roll, like warriors and, uh, and I think dwarves as well, uh, have, have an ability to increase their critical range as they get higher in level or, or get uh, certain kinds of skills, like 19 or 20, 18, 19, 20, 7, whatever. You have to hit and be in your critical range to do a crit. Like, for example, if you're in critical range but don't hit, well, if you don't hit, then you don't crit. That's how it works. But let's see. Your critical table and dice rolled are variable. That means zero level characters and wizards roll on one table. Uh, this, this one is for warriors levels one and two, clerics, all clerics, and level one through three dwarves. There's another one for warriors level three and four, and another one for warriors level five plus, another one for dwarves three and uh, no, four, another one for dwarves five plus, and another one for thieves. So there's a lot of different crit tables depending on how high a level you are, and they get weird. This one is basically in the middle, and I'm going to show you this one right now. So, for example, you are a level two warrior. A level two warrior... I believe has a has a crit die of uh, crap. I want to say either a D8 or a D10. 
but we're gonna check. I gotta look up. I didn't write it down there because I'm foolish, foolish man. Gotta scroll down a little bit, and there it is. Level level two warrior. Nope, I was severely wrong. It's D14. A level two warrior has a D14 crit table. So let's roll an average. Average of that seven. What's on the seven crit table? Strike to hand, knocks weapon into the air. The weapon lands 1d20 plus feet plus five feet away. You've just disarmed your opponent. You hit him with a crit, you disarmed your opponent. That's great. Let's say you roll fantastic. You roll a 14. Attack hammers foe's torso. Inflict plus 2d8 damage with this strike. Okay? Let's say you roll crappy. Let's say you roll a 1. What's a 1? A savage attack. Inflict 1d6 damage. Plus 1d6 damage with this strike. Okay. Okay. So everything is good, but this is level 2. A d6 and especially 2d8 is a crippling attack. It's really bad. That's probably half your hit points or more. So crits are no joke. And when you get to level five, you you get uh you get uh, the, the warrior rolling d20s on crit tables, and it gets crazy. It gets bananas. There, there's a couple uh on the higher crit table where if you roll a 14 or higher, you basically murder your opponent. You chop off their head, their leg, their arm. Uh, you cave in their skull, causing permanent 1d4 uh, intellect and personality damage. You basically gave them brain damage. Permanent brain damage. Stuff like that. That's There's another bad. one. In, it's bad. There's another one where I think it's like four or five. You roll a four or five, and uh, you 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 strike the, uh, the your opponent's gut so hard it ruptures their stomach, and for the next two rounds, they, they can do nothing but retch bile. Lovely. They're dead. They're dead. Probably, yeah. Yeah, they're going to die, if not from the ruptured stomach from your repeated blows for 20 seconds. That's going to kill them. One yeah, would hope. But one would hope. Now, you think those fumbles and crits are a little on the strong side? Like, come on, Heathen Dog. Bit. That's a little little on the, on the out there scale. Oh, you ain't seen nothing. Because now we're talking about magic. Magic is the ultimate power. See, that's a, that's a, it says right there. Star, Star Wars, exactly right. Now, wizards, clerics, and elves start with the ability to cast spells. Is that a head in a bowl? She has many heads. Yes, she has many heads. One of them is in a bowl, yes. Now, uh, thieves can cast spells from scrolls. Oh, that's like first edition. I, yeah, just like first edition. They can do that. That's fine. And this, this game doesn't have rangers, so ta-da, too bad. Now... To cast a spell, you have to roll a spell check. It's a it's an attack test for a spell. You take a d20, you add your level, you add your luck modifier. Wizards and clerics add their ability modifiers. For a wizard, that's intelligence. For a cleric, that's personality. Add it all up together, and you roll. Usually, 13 or higher is a complete success. Really high is added benefit. Usually. So these rolls are not hard. Okay, not hard at all. All right. And in this game, there are no spells that you have to memorize and then lose when you cast them. No fire and forget. Okay. If you roll high enough, usually a 12 or higher, even if you don't succeed in the spell, you don't lose it, which means you can try again. There's no mana, there's no memorization. 
There's no strain. There's no drain. There's no nothing like that. You can keep casting until it hits or, or until you roll low enough to where the spell burns itself out of your head. Okay, that happens. Clerics never lose a spell this way. If Even if they roll a one, they can still try again. There's other problems with rolling a one, but I'll get to that in a minute. So like I said, there's no memorization and no praying. You don't have to spend that first hour or two of the day praying to your god or uh, hunched over a book, memorizing spells, crushing eyes of Newt for material components while everyone else is gaining experience doing role-playing things with the, in the local tavern. I'm not bitter. <laughs> Not even a little. No, you can go to the tavern too. None of that is necessary. You can cast any spell you know right out of the gate. Forever until you roll low enough if you're a wizard or you get killed like if you're if you're a cleric. Fine. All day long. And there's something called spellburn. Spellburn allows you to burn off ability points to add to your spellcasting roll. So instead of D20 plus level plus luck, if you're a wizard or a cleric, plus your ability mod. Also, I want to burn five points of strength because I really need to land the spell. Then you add five more to your spell check. And if you burn 20 total ability points, not from the same ability score, that's crazy. You can divide them between strength, agility, and stamina. So seven, seven, six. Or any... That's just the that's just the easiest way. But any way you want, you will be guaranteed the equivalent of a natural 20 on your next spell check, which means you get a crit. You get a spell crit, which is crazy. That sounds great, right? Yeah. I mean, all of, all of this is good. I mean, I hate memorizing spells. I hate freaking mana. God, this is beautiful. Spells all day. Well, then you get to the unbelievable drawbacks of magic. We just spoke about Spellburn. Oh, magic is good. About... This all sounds no. good. There's no drawbacks. No. no drawbacks. Nope. No, this is really bad. If nope. I were, no I, was, I, I, was, I was telling Max Liao earlier today that if I were to play this game, I would play a thief. I would stay away from magic and I would never, ever fight a warrior ever. I would run <laughs> away every time. All right. But Spellburn, let's say you roll a one. On a, on a spell check that you're using spell burn on. Well, not only do you burn those ability points for nothing, because a one is an automatic failure, but you also permanently lose one ability point from either the the ability you, you took from, or if you took away from multiple abilities, the, the game master will get to choose one. You lose one from that permanently. And when you, it's not only that, when you, when you do spell burn, you don't just say, oh, I burned five, five strength points and, oh, I bleed a little bit or my skin cuts open. Oh, my, my muscle tears, whatever. But I, err, I grin and bear. No, you got to roll on this table and this table is freaking grim. All right. This table sucks. Let's say, uh, you roll a 16. The wizard sees maggots drip from his sleeves. When not wearing a shirt, nothing happens. And your torso appears normal. But whenever you put a shirt on, maggots are constantly falling out of your sleeves. Mm. Tank top. Forever. Wait, ever? Ever. This does not go away. Corruption also does not go away. Let's see. Uh, number four, the wizard cuts off one of his fingertips. 
this this is this this is like oh I I burn five agility. Well, you got to cut off a finger. That is the physical representation of you burning five agility. You think that finger is going to grow back? No. It won't. Now, if you can find magic or a cleric or somebody to to regrow your finger, because regular healing magic won't do it because it'll just heal over the stump. If you could find a way to regrow that finger, you'll have your finger back, but you're not getting your ability points back. Sorry, buddy. Ability points will return in time. Will return in time. It's like one every day of rest that you don't use spell burn, but that finger's never coming back. Uh, let's see, number 21. The wizard must place his hand into an open flame. That's nice. So, that burn you got, I hope I hope chicks really do dig scars, because that's what you got. Scars. That's magic for you. Ha! You think that's bad? Oh, contraire, bon frere. Let's look at corruption. This is beautiful. Rolling a natural one causes a corruption roll. Now, only a wizard. Elves are screwed. Elves and clerics are... Well, actually, yeah. Well, actually, clerics don't do corruption. Elves are screwed. But a wizard can burn a luck to not roll, or after he's rolled, can say, no, I don't want that. I'm going to burn a luck. Just like a a warrior or a dwarf can for the uh, physical fumbles, a wizard can for these magic fumbles. But let's say you're out of luck, or you're out of luck, and you're an elf. Because you're out of luck, because you're not a wizard. You roll on this die. You roll a d10 mm-hmm. minus the level of the spell you cast that got you that natural one plus your luck modifier. So let's say you cast a third level spell. It's a d10 minus three plus your luck. Well, let's just say your luck is average. That's zero. So your average roll is going to be a two. It's going to be five minus three is two. On a roll of a two, this is the minor corruption table. This is for a low-level spell. There is major corruption and greater corruption, and your the, the spell description will tell you which one you roll on if you actually get corruption. This two is the character's skin on one random portion of his body appears to melt. Like wax, it flows and reforms into odd puddles and shapes. This is an ongoing constant motion that itches constantly and repulses others determine location randomly face arms legs torso hands feet this is permanent i went on the goodman games forums to make sure and by a moderator this was confirmed yes these are permanent effects Now that that's the, pretty weird. Yeah, the, like, the forever. That just seems really. It's gosh. forever. Yeah, that is just one. Uh, let's say let's say you roll a six. Ears mutate. Roll a d five. Ears become pointed. Ear falls off. Ears enlarge and look like an elephant's. Ears elongate and look like a donkey. And you gain a baying laugh. Or ears shrivel and fold back. Elephant or donkey. That's awesome. That's awesome. And a <laughs> as a laugh. Wow. Pass. Now, if we go to the next slide and you go ahead and, and, and embiggen this for everyone to see, this is the visual level progression of your average wizard. 
starts off level one, nice and pretty in the top left. And as he gets levels and casts more spells and gets more corruption, he turns into that ungodly monstrosity that is the bottom right. This is your average progression for a, 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 a spell casting non-cleric player in this game. You can expect this to happen to you. Take it in. Smell it. Smell it. Smell it. Well, it does explain a lot of the crazy old wizards you see out in the woods. There you go. The crazy old wizard in the wood, he's probably the first guy on the bottom, like the bottom left. Maybe the bottom middle, but that bottom right guy, he's he's the like he's the like level eight or higher, eight, nine, or ten level wizard, because ten is the cap in this game. And uh he is a goddamn demon monstrosity at this point. He's probably not liking life too much. No, no, no one likes him. All right, go ahead and, and in small in it. But he does have a lifetime supply of maggots, though. So you know. Yes, he does. Coming out of his of his uh, of his thing. Right. Okay. But there's more. You thought that was no. There's more. Now we'll go to the cleric side. The cleric has to deal with deity disapproval. Oh, you good. think? Oh, daddy's mad at me. What's he gonna do? Daddy's a god. He's gonna do a lot. Okay. If you roll a one on your spell check it initiates a disapproval check. Every time you roll a one, it increases the disapproval range by one. Any spell check roll in the disapproval range not only automatically fails, it also causes a check. The die rolled on this table is XD4, where X is the spell check result rolled. Now that didn't make a whole lot of sense. I had to read it three times myself. I'm gonna give you an example. All right, a cleric. He has rolled disapproval, which means he's rolled a one three times this day. This is his fourth. This is his fourth time rolling. All right. That means his, his, uh, his range for disapproval is one to four. Remember every time you do get a disapproval roll, the range increases by one. He's done it three times. One plus three is four. So one, two, three, four is a disapproval and an auto fail for the spell. He does a spell again and he rolls a three. His range is one to four, which means that is an auto fail. And he's got to roll again on this disapproval table, but he's got to roll a 3d4 because he rolled a three on his spell check. So 3d4, let's average that out. Let's say it's going to be a six. A six. The cleric incurs an immediate minus one penalty to all attempts to lay on hands. Oh, uh, clerics in this game have the lay on hands ability of normal paladins in D&D. Uh, and goes on a, until he goes on a quest to heal the crippled. The quest is of his own design, but generally speaking, must result in significant aid to crippled, blind, lame, sickly, etc. Once the quest is complete, the deity revokes the penalty. While the penalty remains, it applies to all attempts to lay on hands, even if the normal disapproval range has been reduced back to a natural one. There's the kicker. At every every new day, your disapproval range goes back to one. You don't lose spells. You don't do anything unless you get really unlucky and roll a 12. The cleric is temporarily disowned by his deity. For the rest of the day, the character cannot accumulate XP and may not gain class levels as a cleric. Ouch. After the time period expires, the character begins to accumulate XP again, but does not accrue back pay. The XP that you had the day you weren't accumulating is gone. No matter what. So... You think that, oh, well, it's not as 
as overtly bad as as wizard type spells where they will like mess you up you know they will physically and emotionally break your character no these seem like little things oh later on i gotta go and i gotta heal the sick or oh i won't gain any xp today i don't i don't lose any spell use i'm fine it keeps you rolling so if you have a bad day you're gonna get three or four of these damn things and all of them do not go away immediately. It takes at least 24 hours and sometimes, like 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 with the crippled people, a quest. You have to quest to heal people or quest to do something. You have to do that. Until that happens, the, that, that detriment, that minus penalty, will be with you until you complete that quest. Which, if you're in the middle of a dungeon, guess what? Ain't today. Ouch. So, yeah. Where, whereas the wizard-type spells will hit you in in the junk like really hard right away the the clerical uh deity disapproval will boil you in increments it'll turn up the heat little by little by little until it makes your gameplay all but unmanageable well that's magic and guess what like I said, I'm not playing a magic in this game. I'm not playing a mage. No, you can Do take that away. Me. And I am not and I am not going toe to toe with a fighter either. No. One crit, I'm dead. I'm playing a thief. I'm attacking people from right angles. I'm attacking people from the back. I'm attacking from shadows. I'm attacking from behind somebody. I'm I am not getting hit. And I'm specializing in crossbows. From the dark. I'm, from the dark. Through walls if I can. All right. Anyway, that's all I have for today. That's the end of the system. We've gone through the introduction. We've gone through the system. Next time I am making a character. I don't know what character I'm going to make. Go ahead and throw it in chat. Go ahead and throw it in the comments below. I know you're going to say wizard. So F you right away. Pretty Just much at this point, it's going to be wizard. At after this point, that. it's going to be wizard. Yep. After that, it's going to be wizard, but it doesn't matter. I don't got to play him. That's true. But uh, whatever character you want to see, whoever gets the most votes wins. So throw it in the comments below. Throw it in chat. It's going to be great. Wizard, wizard. Okay, Duncan, you can't. You can't go twice. But uh, And then I will make that character go through the entire process called the uh, character generation funnel. That's what Goodman calls it, the, the generation funnel, because it enough. funnels you down into your – distills you into your character at the end. See, Ravenslayer is being nice. He's saying thief. All right. Thank you, Ravenslayer. I appreciate that. So, yeah, that is all. All right, thank you for coming with me to the uh, to the wayward journey into the awful, awful magic of Dungeon Crawl Classics. What did you think of this tabletop RPG segment? Specifically, what do you think of Dungeon Crawl Classics so far? Would you play a wizard? Would you play a cleric? Would you play a warrior? Or would you be like me and play a thief or a halfling? Okay. Probably smart. Uh, is there a tabletop RPG you'd like me to go over? Because after character generation, we might go to something else. So go ahead and throw your... Uh, your ideas, not not to the wind. Throw it in the comments. Throw it in the chat. Do all the good stuff. And if you like this video and want more, please be sure to like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. Tell your friends who play RPGs, hey, you should check out Dungeon Call Classics. You should see Heathen Dog uh, tell me about magic. It's freaking hilarious. He hates it to death. It's funny. Yeah, okay. Go ahead and do that. That's fine. And of course, subscribe to the Legion of Myth anime, comics, and games. Thank you very much. And y'all have a good day. Oh my gosh! It is now time for the follower oh, giveaway. Ah, time for the giveaway. That's right. There it is. Dunk Give says away. he'd play a prisoner who settles for his lot in life and never leaves his cell.
Your Oblivion playthrough yeah. must have been very dull. There you go. After Picard tells you to stay in your cell, you're like, all right, cool. All right, I have opened the giveaway. Exclamation point, Machina, to enter. Anyone, as long as you're a follower of the channel, can enter this giveaway. Just type in exclamation point, Machina, and you can get this game. And apparently, it's got it's got great reviews. Garthon loves it. Yeah, I've seen I've, people play, uh, play it, review it. I love it. Yeah. Woo, oh, thank you, Zon. Thank you, Zon. Yes. Thank you very much, Zon. Appreciate it. Fueling those new games. Outstanding. So uh, yeah, go uh, Zon. Go ahead and jump in on this if you don't have the if you don't have next Machina. Go ahead and uh, jump in on this game. Obviously. Yep. And uh, we'll be good to go. Exciting. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! All right. So remember, exclamation point Machina. Everyone, join right away. You're here. I see you here. I know you want to win a free game. Exclamation point Machina. Tons of fun. Twin stick shooter. Lots of explosions. It's a really good looking game. Okay. All right. Full screen. Full screen. Full screen. Yes, Garthon's comic poll. I'm talking about comics today. And the first comic that we are going to talk about is Doctor Doom. Number four. Doctor Doom has lost everything, but he's trying to get it back. He has a vision of the future where things are good for him. And he's trying to reach it. And it's written by Christopher Cantwell. Art by Salvador La, La Roca. Colors by Guru EFX. <laughs> Publication date, I'm saying 1 January 2020, because that's when I was able to buy it from the store. If I look in the okay. book, it says uh, publishing date, March 2020. I had to check not real so quick. That. It's not March yet. Yeah, my TARDIS is in the shop, so, yeah, so there uh, you go. Yes, Rakan Naruto, join the giveaway. Graveslayer, join the giveaway. Everyone, everyone. At the end of the comp poll, we will get your role. So, uh, yeah. Um, it's been an interesting series so far. Doctor Doom was in Latveria. He was kicking it, as he does. Uh, he told everyone the idea of putting a black hole power generator on the moon was a terrible idea. And they all laughed at him. And Sure. On the news. And then... There was a giant explosion at the black hole generator on the moon, and everything went, to, went straight down the pooper. And it was done by people wearing Latvian uniforms. So everyone immediately accused Doctor Doom of doing it. So he's on the run because the world is after him for blowing up their brand new movie. Sorry, not movie. Their brand new power source on the moon. Uh, so this issue, he's still on the run. Uh, he was hanging out with Morgan Le Fay last issue. Uh, who's also kind of keeping kicking it on the DL down in NYC. I used lots of uh, initials there. You should be proud of me. Yes, you did. But this one starts off with him talking about like a year ago, there was this homeless guy in New York, and he was like a bum and living on the subway and doing doing drugs. And then some rich people picked him up and said, hey, we know that you are the last surviving legitimate ruler of Latveria. And then it kind of goes to Doctor Doom's present situation where he's hanging out in a hoodie and jeans with this Doctor Doom mask and he's trying to infiltrate a building. You know, whatever. Uh, I understand that he has to infiltrate a place and he's trying to keep himself, you know, undercover. 
You could take off the mask then, but no, he's wearing the mask because he's like, I'm proud to be Doctor Doom, but I'm gonna wear this green hoodie and these blue jeans, and I'm gonna, you know, he hasn't, he's lost everything at this point. Uh, so he, the whole time he's infiltrating this AIM building, trying to get some secret, super secret technology, he's having what appears to be some sort of internal conversation with himself about whether what he's doing is right and what his motivations are. And he starts also getting back on what's happening in Latveria, uh, with the people there trying to hold down the fort, where it's Simarcania, Simacria, whatever. The neighboring country is like, they have a huge army lined up. They're not invading quite yet, but they pull out, hey, look, because this, remember, the bum scene was a year ago. We, Dr. Doom, the UN and everyone else has said he's no longer the rightful ruler of this place after attacking that international station on the moon and getting destroy everyone's free energy. So, but we have the last surviving ruler of Latveria here, and he's all in a business suit and looking slick now. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh, I'm here to take over. This is, you know. So obviously people grabbed were planning this for at least a year, planning to frame Dr. Doom, which is a nice... I appreciate that, and that looks like there's planning behind it, and not just all of us, hey, let's go screw Doom. These guys were planning. They had a plan. They're mm-hmm. going to get Doom in trouble, get him ousted as rightful ruler, and then shove this puppet dictator in so they can control him. And at first, Silver Sable, who's who the Sablanovas used to be in charge of that country, some Arcanian, now they're not, um, she's there. And at first, she's all, she's talking with Doom's subordinate, Victorious? I can't remember her name. Terrible names. But eventually... Uh, Victorious, that's right. But what's funny is, as the fighting starts, Victorious ends up fighting Silver Sable. And Sable is a basic player way of saying, look, I think something is rotten here. Our only hope is that we work together away from all this. So the whole time I thought Silver Sable was actually part of the problem, she actually realizes that what's going on is wrong, and they kicked her out of her family's rulership position anyway, so she's probably not too happy about that. Mm. Um, at the end, after infiltrating the building, fighting a bunch of AIM goons and guards and doing all the stuff and showing how awesome he is, even without his power armor. He seems to have convinced the internal monologue in his mind that he is willing to do what's necessary to reach the perfect future that he saw revealed to him where he's happy. Um, And he has access to fight Taskmaster to get there. It's not a very long fight, uh, but Doom is proves he's willing to go a little further than Taskmaster is to finally, you know, knock Taskmaster out of the building. And it turns out he was not having internal monologue when he gets to his destination. He was actually having a telepathic conversation with everyone's favorite giant-headed weirdo, MODOK. Oh, God damn it! I love MODOK. <laughs> Depending who's riding MODOK. MODOK's was weird, though. But he ends up fighting Modok for a second until Modok is convinced that he actually is willing to do what it takes to reach this perfect future. That with his super amazing aim machines, he's like, yeah, I've seen these alternate past reality, and you're miserable in all of them except one, maybe, and we might be able to get you there. And then it ends with, uh, you see some backroom dealings with uh, Latveria and Smakria. And then the final page is the black hole generator station on the moon. Everything's gone gone pear-shaped. And you see Reed Richards admitting that they might need Dr. Doom's help. And it ends. 
So, interesting issue. Lots of stuff going on. I'm not a big fan of watching Doom roll around in a hoodie. You know? I know the idea is to show that even without the power armor and uh, the country backing and all stuff, he's still a force to be reckoned with. But it does make him look like a goober. You know? Yeah. It's like... And we- yeah, we, we, we've seen Doom, even even when he's at his worst, still have some goddamn self-respect, you know? Right, and it seems like he doesn't really have a lot of that right now. He's no. just kind of a goober. The cover makes him look yeah. cool. The art's fantastic. Salvador Rook is a great artist. I love him. Uh, so it's a f- interesting... When it was revealed at the end that he was actually talking the whole time with MODOK, because uh, at first, before that, I was kind of down on this. When I saw that, I was like, okay, now I get what's going on. It wasn't just him with a Tom King internal boohoo me monologue uh, where he's trying to like argue with himself. It was, oh, he actually is arguing with someone in his brain. Okay. That makes sense then. Unlike Batman, who's arguing with his belly button lint all the time <laughs> and just telling you how sad he is. And the belly button wins. <laughs> Bat lint. Why are you always so dark? Dark is my heart. Darkest the night <laughs> when my parents died. Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> So, it's amazing. <laughs> I can write like Tom King. It's easy. It's easy. Just. But I enjoyed the book. I didn't like. It was an enjoyable read. The art is great. I didn't love it, but it was above average issue. Three stars for Doctor Doom number four. I still really, really want to know where this is going. Um. I really am curious as to what happens in the next five, six issues. It can't give Doctor Doom a happy ending. I mean, it can't. Well, no. Every time Doctor Doom is to ha- get, you know, is happy, you know, it's they yeah. take it away from him real fast. Yeah. You, you know? Usually, they they take away a good writer. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the writing on this issue is pretty good. So arguing about that, but it, you know, it's, it's it's pretty good. It's above average. I liked it. Okay. So three stars. Right. Doctor Doom, number four. So what are thoughts of this segment? Uh, what are your thoughts on Doctor Doom number four? Is there a complex series you would like me to review? Uh, do you think that you like you think Doctor Doom should keep the hoodie all the time? You know what? Capes are so 1967. He should be in a hoodie and blue jeans all the time. If if you actually honestly think that, I don't I don't think we we can be friends. If you like these reviews, be like be fair, be sure to like and share this video with your comic book friends. It really helps the channel. It really does. You know, let people know, like, hey, Garthon talked about that book. Who's Garthon? <gasps> you don't know Garthon. You do know Garthon. Subscribe to Legion Myth for My anime, God. comic, and game reviews. And remember to be a Legionnaire. Garthon's comic poll. What are we talking about today, Garthon? Well, Garthon, I'm glad you asked. We're talking about hey. Miles Morales, <laughs> number 14. Ah, oh, uh, Miles has had a lot going on, and this is an issue where they talk about that, and ghosts from the past seem to come back to haunt him. I am not a fan of the cover. Why not? It's too angular. It hurts my eyes. It's expressionist. Expressionist paintings hurt my eyes. It's okay. It's an okay, To me, it's an okay cover. I don't love it. Right. I get what they're trying to do, but I don't love it. Written by Saladin Ahmed. Art by Ray Anthony Height, Zay Carlos, and Belen Ortega. Colors by David Curiel. Publication date, 1 January 2020, because that was January. Yeah. 
All right, I miss Javier Guerron. He's the normal artist. Mm-hmm. What's funny is <laughs> you can tell that whoever wrote the the publishers missed him too because they advertised in the book that next month Javier Guerron is back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for the next issue. Next issue, 15. Heavy Garon is back. Which is kind of unfair, because the current artists, Ray, Anthony Hyde, say, Carlos Bill, Ortega, do a good job. You know, they are not bad. But I really do miss Heavy Garon, because Heavy Garon is awesome. But, no, these artists are good. Not a bad artist among them. I want to point that yeah. out. But I did find it funny that the last page of the book is, hey, hey, uh, freaking artist back next week. It's not like they had John Romita Jr. unexpectedly take over the book, which made it uh, absolutely unreadable. <clears throat> Action comics. So, uh, yeah, guess what Guess what book I'm not reviewing, because it would be, I couldn't read it, because John Romita Jr. did the art, and it's crap. That would be Action mm. Comics. So, I didn't read it. I couldn't. I tried. It was painful. But a good book is Miles Morales Spider-Man number 14. This book is actually nice because it's kind of a sum up in a lot of ways for what happened over the last year, which actually actually is kind of a pretty good idea. Uh, basically goes over kind of briefly the things that have happened over the last year. He got a baby sister. He fought with some gangs. Uh, he teamed up with Spider-Man. Um, he was a prisoner in that crazy place. And the Ultimatum gang is running around. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on. You really glossed over he was a prisoner in that crazy place. Well, yeah. A lot that, of bad stuff happened there. That is true. That was actually an awesome story arc. Yeah, it was an awesome story, but it was dark. It was, it was dark. dark. It really was. Yes. Something Being ended tortured a great job over with that. and over, yeah, having hope was, given yeah. and taken away. Yeah, My God. thought he escaped. He was back in the room. It was like, yes. oh, that's so messed up. Yes. <laughs> so messed up. So. And he teamed up with the Rhino, didn't he? Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, it made you feel sorry for Rhino. But then uh, back in Nick Spencer's Spider-Man, they just turned Rhino to an idiot again because awesome. Nick Spencer sucks. But Garthen, you say, how can you say Nick Spencer sucks? I would like to introduce you to Nick Spencer's Captain America run. Oh, fair enough. Where right. he turned Captain America into a Nazi. Nick Can't Spencer's... you let that go? No, no man. I will never let no. that go. Ever. You can't let it. It is a war crime. You committed a war crime against Captain America, the symbol of America. You, you're you're done. I will say you're done. Uh, this is unrelated to Miles Morales, Spider-Man number fourteen. Uh, I recently stopped buying Captain America. I made it through the Nick Spencer arc, thinking there might be something better. When that led to the Tanahisi Coates arc, which is in now, I can't. I can't. It's just. It's bad. I had to stop. Well, people are people are trying to make a, a beautiful landscape it's, out of poop. It's bad. It's bad. So Captain America can be a good character, not when they're riding him. Okay. All, All right, right. Back so, to Miles Morales. So Miles Morales is basically tracking members of the Ultimate Gang. There's a new drug on the streets, and he's trying to find out where they get it from, what they do. Um. And he finally managed to get a sample of it, and it's just odd because the gang members he captures they're all wearing kind of high-tech gear but he finally able to capture some and when he sets the police we're waiting for he's like wait is it like wilson fisk's police force or is it like or like shield people or not super police or whatever they're like no just regular cops they're like oh cool 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 it's like wait that that sounds what do you mean cool so i like, oh, never mind chacho it's all good so i'm actually thinking oh so 
if it's regular cops, it's okay. They're worried about everyone else. That's just strange. But uh, after that, the main thrust of the book is he, he uh, one of his teachers actually wants him to start uh, submitting some stuff for a writing contest. He thinks he's a great writer. He could do really well there. Um, he's like, hey, maybe start taking journals. Why do I keep a journal? It's like he starts looking for. It. He's like, wait, wait. His journal is full of all the Spider-Man stuff he's been doing. And so he freaks out, starts running around for everywhere he's been, trying to find his journal. Um, ends up, and he ends up back in the graveyard where he caught the ultimatum people. And he ends up in a nighttime fight with the Green Goblin. Here's the thing, though. It's not the Green Goblin from the Marvel Universe that he's in now. It's the Green Goblin from the Ultimate Universe. Who is like a there? big, scaly monster thing. That's the question, isn't it? Mm. Because he's supposed to also he's supposed to be dead, yep. but it's clearly him, and he knows everything the Green Goblin knows. <laughs> Why Spider-Man have a hook hand? Ah, <laughs> oh, Duncan. Bad so, Duncan. <laughs> oh gosh, issue three was even worse. Anyway, so he's in this horrible, massive fight with Green Goblin because he's just trying to find his journal. He doesn't know why he's there. And maybe Green Goblin's behind the goblin drug that's being handed out everywhere. He's not sure. Uh, it turns into a really nasty fight. Uh, he has to go all out to take him down. The cops are him up. He can't find the journal. Uh, he ends up getting back to his the, the private school dorm where he lives. And the vice principal, who hates him, and is always trying to catch him in the act, which has mainly been played for laughs the whole time, like a Ferris Bueller, like the vice principal hates him. And he's always getting away with everything, you know, being Spider-Man and just showing back. What do you mean? I've been in class the whole time. What? You know, that kind of stuff. But if the issue ends with the vice principal, I was like, oh, I know your secret now. I know why. He's like, well, you don't. Oh, are you looking for this? And he pulls out the journal. Dun, dun, dun. Because he says, I know what you've been doing. I know why you've been missing class. So that's an interesting development. I'm guessing he hasn't read it. Really? That, I'm guessing. I'm guessing just a setup in that I know you've been like out writing instead of attending class or something. Who knows? No, it, it, no. Even vice principals can't be that stupid. He read it. I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, but it was an interesting book. It's a fun ride. It has with uh, some odd like dark turns when Green Goblin shows up. Because mm-hmm. mainly kind of like, ha ha, these are kind of fun. Oh, there's some bad stuff. Oh, yeah, he laughs. And they're like, oh, when the journal thing happens, it's still kind of it's all fun and games until so Green Goblin shows up in a graveyard and nearly kills you. Um, oh, your your audio's out. No, it's not. Your audio's out. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, look, I get my, my meters are flashing. So, Miles Morales Spider 14, interesting book. I liked it. Art was pretty good. It did switch arts a couple times. I always wonder why that happens, but uh, that's what happens sometimes. Did I love it? Nah. But it was pretty good. I will give this book an amazing three stars. It was pretty good. It wasn't great. Okay. Yeah, so I enjoyed it. It got to the next place. I liked that it was a wrap of the last year, but not enough happened to make me love it. It was all it was interesting. It kept my interest. I'm teetering on three and a half, but uh, three stars I think is solid for it. Okay. Maybe it's because I expect more from Miles Morales Spider-Man. 
you know, I expect less from Doctor Doom as yeah. a comic. I expect yeah. more from this, yeah. which isn't yeah. fair, but, you know, for I give it three stars. I stand by that. I could be convinced to go a little higher, but I'm not. So there. So, everyone, what are your thoughts? What did you think of this segment? Was it fun? You had fun? You had fun. I know you did. What are your thoughts on Miles Morales Spider-Man number 14? Is it a lot better than I'm saying it was? Did I skip over too much? Do you really like the idea of him having a baby sister? Is that weird? Is that okay? Does it matter? Is there a comic book series you would like me to review? Do you have burning comic book questions like, why does Peter Parker have a younger sister now who's a super spy? That's kind of stupid. Yes, it is. But if you have questions about it, we can, we can discuss them together. And if you'd like these reviews, be sure to like and share this video with your comic book friends. It helps. Let them know. Do the Garthon. And subscribe to Legion of Myth for anime, comics, and games. Thank you, and be a Legionnaire. Garthon's comic pull. The comic pull so nice they named it once. All right, so here we are. We're going to talk about incoming number one. There's an exclamation point on the cover. Now I'm standing by that. So it should be incoming. Yep. And there's a bloody hand, and it's incoming at the Marvel Universe, and they're all very confused. Uh, incoming try is. In my opinion, promotional material that should have been given out for free. But mm. it's not. It's an expensive, supersized comic book. I did not write down, in clear text, the artist and writer. Why is that, Garthon? Because look at the page on the left. That is a lot of artist and writer action. Yeah, there. that's right there. I'm not writing that. You write that. I, don't, I didn't have okay. space for it to make it look decent. Copy that. There's some really excellent art in here, too. There really Everybody is. wrote it. Everybody drew it. Yeah, it's pretty great. much everyone who gets top billing in Marvel right now is involved in this book. And there's okay. a reason for that. This book is tells a story between a whole bunch of different characters' books, essentially. Like, there's an Avengers segment. There's a Jessica Jones segment. There's a Inhumans segment. There's, oh, well, maybe not Humans. But there's a lot of segments for all the books Marvel's currently pushing. And so every single one of them gets their own shot. Uh, there's a whole bunch of Captain uh, of yeah, Captain Marvel stuff. And all of it basically it's the story of how a man is found murdered by a mysterious figure who is known as da 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 and he introduces himself, he says, Who am I? I'm the masked raider. Uh, masked what? raider. Uh, the masked. He's the masked raider, my friend. No, no. I I understood what you said. I just don't believe it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, look look at him. He looks a lot cooler than the masked raider. Well, he's wearing the eternity mask. Was it from a piece of the living soul of the cosmos? It makes him the equal good, of anyone he's up against. And what's it's a good more, good deal if you can get it. What's more, it shows me things, coincidences, and connections. The connective tissue of the binding world. I'm not familiar with his character. I think he's a new character. But they try they make him mm -hmm. sound like he's a legacy character. But if he is, I'm not familiar with him. Maybe Ravenslayer uh, knows something about him. But he's new to me. So basically, this guy, when something weird is happening, he feels a call to go look at it. 
and he found a dead guy in a locked room. And it looks Not like he was murdered. Weird. And as Again. the old, you know, murder mystery trope locked goes. Room murder mystery. Yeah, it's a locked yeah. room murder, yeah. so obviously it had to be done from inside. The They find a painting on the wall. The painting says Two-Faced on the back of it, number two, F-A-C-E-D, uh, with a weird code with a little star by it. Raven says, who was I not paying attention to that? It's playing magic. Uh, the masked raider Ravenslayer, if you've ever heard of him, because I, I haven't. And my comic knowledge, you know, isn't the best, but it's pretty good. The, it's like, no, wait, my comic knowledge is all-encompassing and extensive, I meant to say. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's new one on Ravenslayer, too. That's what I thought. So this guy's dead. They find a painting with, like, the star looks like the star. Well, not yet. The first part is Daredevil. Basically, and the, this, so Master Raider, he, can fe- he like, is the equal of anyone he's near. All of a sudden, he feels like he can hear better. He can see through walls. Wait, it's not seeing. It's sonar. And then he sees practically on rooftop is Daredevil and Elektra. So they see him. They uh, Elektra thinks that the guy, like, is, you know, it's a shady guy in a trench coat watching them. She goes to like, like, and she's crazy, so she goes to fight him, and he kind of whoops her butt. Mm. Quite kind of easy. And then when Daredevil rolls in the room, he's like, you're going to fight me too? And Daredevil, who's actually not Daredevil anymore, he says he doesn't do that anymore, because that's his current arc. Uh, he dresses like a Ninja Turtle and says he's not going to fight anyone. Then why even be it? Never mind. Because he was practicing. He was just sure. training with Elektra. He wasn't, you know. So he shows up, and he's going to fight me too, and he basically says, eh, if you could whoop her, you could probably whoop me, so no. I'm good. And you obviously don't seem to want to fight. Whereas he beats Electra, no effing way. He beats Electra because his power is, I'm better than you. Not amazingly, power. his power yeah. is, however good you are, I'm you plus Just one. A bit better. Yeah, I can do what you could do, plus one. And I'm like ancient... So it's kind of like a, it's the, the nemesis power, essentially. Whatever you could do, I could do better. I could do anything better than you. Anyway, so I'm spending long in this. So the, so they check it out. He's like, huh, yeah, this guy was murdered in a locked room by himself. He's the price record always bids one higher because he's a jerk. That's right, Duncan. That is super power. Power 9,000. 9,001. Ding, ding, ding. Everyone's mad at him. So, essentially, there's a murder. Daredevil says, yeah, this person was obviously strangled to death. Um, That's a weird ligament. That's not a rope. But you know what? I'm not an investigator. I'm a lawyer. But I know an investigator. That brings in just the... And then new writer, new artist team. And it goes to Jessica Jones checking it out. And, you know... And the Jessica Jones character has very much fallen in line to the Jessica Jones character of the Marvel TV series that was on Netflix. Uh, she's a lot moodier and drunker nowadays than she used to be in the comics. Wow, really? So, so she's more like the Netflix series? Yeah, she's, personality-wise, she's a lot more like the Netflix series now, which is unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. But she needed a personality. She barely had one in the comics. Yeah, I said it. It's true. The, her personality was, I used to have superpowers, now I have superpowers again, and I'm Luke Cage's wife. That was her personality. Alright. Now she actually has a personality. So she... 
investigates it for a bit. It's like, yeah, these are weird strangulation marks. But whatever. I hate doing this crap. And then she ends up... Then she's the one who finds... There's a portrait on the wall of the dead dude in the room. She's like, who the hell has a portrait of themselves and nothing else? So she looks at it. On the back is the word two-faced, number two-faced. And with a number string and a star that looks like Captain Marvel's star on the back of it. She goes, well, sometimes it's good to have friends. As she calls up Captain Marvel, because it's her ego symbol on there. Which switches the Captain Marvel segment. So it keeps basically doing that. Switching segments as they keep passing this, hey, there's a, there's a dead guy in a room, and we saw this, and then they tried to code the number and what this means, what that means. Uh, it starts introducing characters who you might not be familiar with, like Arno Stark, uh, Iron Man 2020. Um, it shows you the, uh, the Immortal Hulk's current state, where Devil Hulk is in charge of the Banner Hulk Collective, and Banner's retreated to the point where Mr. Fixit is now running Banner. Which is just weird. Yeah, they, they kind of hosed up the Hulk. Immortal Hulk has been really interesting, but currently it seems like they've gone too far, in my opinion. With the Hulks having to run... It, basically, they turned it from a dichotomy into, basically, there's like two doors and a room. One, room, one door is Banner, one door is Hulk. And all the Hulks and Banner are in like chairs in the room and the biggest meanest hulk is in control it's just weird at first it was kind of cool and then when it devolved to that it's gonna eh. but anyway throughout people talk about the murder or other such things it goes through ghost riders current situation uh agents of atlas spider-man miles morales basically all the big wigs fantastic four x-men uh i didn't like the fantastic four segment uh, but that's also teasing Arnold Stark's 2020 with the robot revolution. Um, mm. uh, a lot, there's some cool stuff with the Blue Marvel where they're trying to go, they're trying to code the code, and he runs into Arno Stark, who is Iron Man 2020 because Tony Stark is missing, and Arno Stark is now there in an adult, and he's an absolute D-bag, which is, he should be. Arno Stark's always been a D-bag. And Blue Marvel, who is awesome, shows him the code and says, hey, we got this code. And he's like, yeah, whatever. He goes, look, look, look. Tony's dead. I'm Arno Stark. I've been Iron Man since the ball dropped. Wait, don't tell me. You're still, still writing 2019 on all your checks. It's like, look, Mr. Stark, I'm Adam Brashear. Yeah, yeah, Blue Marvel. Someone who could have been Earth's greatest super if you hadn't put yourself on a shelf. It's like, look, yeah. It's like, I know about you because I spent my life shelved away, but not now. I've used everything. I've learned my time to learn everything I possibly could. Learning that this year is when I'd be needed the most. If you need anything, uh, what is it? If you need an answer to anything that's planned, you couldn't have come to a better source. It's like, all right, Mr. Expert on anything. Look at this. Look at this code. Is this machine code or not? No, it's not. Anything else? No, I think we're done, jerk. And he leaves. And then, like, the people who he was rescued, Arnold Stark's like, he, Arnold Stark just looks at the people he just rescued and says, what it is, is a cipher for a simple three-word three message. And the person's like, why didn't you tell him that? It's like, he didn't ask. He wanted to know if it was machine code, yes or no. It's like, God, you're a dick. But he is a super smart dick. I, you know, I, 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 yeah, it's one of the guys you love to hate. Mm. Um, they also figure out that the two-faced thing, I thought this was kind of cool, that the two-faced is actually hex. 2-F-A-C-E-D. Ah, okay. 
it's part of the cipher for the code. Um, anyway, basically they go through, after going through a whole, basically Marvel's whole roster of characters, they find out. They figure out the code isn't machine code. It's a, it's a passcode. That means, uh, though they haven't figured that part out yet, but they figure out who sent the portrait to the guy who got murdered. And the guy who got murdered isn't human. He's actually Cree. And they found the guy who sent her the portrait was actually a scroll. And they've both been living on the Earth for like 20 years. Yeah, Hexadecimal Ravenslayer, exactly. Uh, and these two guys were back at some fight like in the like 10, 20 years ago mm -hmm. uh, where they were tricked into teaming up together to fight a, uh, by the Fantastic Four to fight a greater evil. So they track down where the Skrull is, who's in his human form, and they see him, they catch him as he's about to activate his spaceship, which he had hidden in a water tank, and is about to leave. Right? And then it gets revealed the Skrull basically fights him for a bit and says, look, 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 you idiots. I'm trying to leave. I'm trying to go. That guy, that guy, he was my best friend. We've been there for 20 years, ever since we teamed up. Neither of us could get back home because we had to wait until our mission was completed. And finally, I finally get to leave. I finally get to go. And then he, uh, they say, what about this code? Like, what? It was, they found out that him and his buddy, the Kree, had been sending each other secret codes about what was going on in their mission. And since the other guy died, Scroll Boy's leaving town because he knows something's wrong. And they give him the code... And they find out the code be, uh, is a three-word phrase, which means "Beware the trees." Oh my God! Is is this like a, a, a Shyamalan the Happening or whatever? Well, Jessica Jones shows up and says, "Ha! We figured out your plot. You're a shapeshifter. You were actually in the room the whole time because in a closed room murder, it has to be someone in the room. You were the potted plant, and you strangled him as a plant. Ha ha!" That's right, Odo. I mean, what? And then he's like, he's like, wait, what? That was the, he's like, no, no, no rumors. But we heard that the earth is real. Like we were too, or too late. The Empress will be, ah, ah, ah. And then you'll see branches explode out of his mouth and a giant tree erupts from him and he dies. Awesome. Yeah. So they're like, um, is he shape shifting again? Reed's <laughs> like, no, he's dead. This here tree just killed him and something about their mission and I don't know what's gone and what was activated. What What's going... Something is weird happening here. Meanwhile, uh, if are you familiar with Hulkling? Yes. Half Kree, half Skrull. Mm -hmm. um, it was... Uh, he is the boyfriend of Wiccan. They... Okay. Uh, it was profit... Well, back in, was it U.S. Avengers? An old series, uh, Hulkling was captured by the Kree and the Skrull and basically told that our books of prophecy said that you, uh, a child will be born to Kree and Skrull, which is impossible, but it's you, and uh, they will be our great leader. And so he's yeah. basically Space King. But he's like, I don't want to be Space King. Leave me alone. And it caused kind of a war until he said, fine, I'll be Space King. Just stop killing people. God's sake. But Space King needs his time on Earth. To like not be Space King, all right? 
They went, all right, cool, whatever, Space King. Basically, they summoned him, say, hey, we need you now. Uh, before he left, Wiccan was able to catch up with him, because Wiccan's busy with Strike Force stuff, which is a bad book, don't read it. And, unless it's gotten better all of a sudden, because the first three issues were terrible. And so they hang out, and then they both have to go the separate ways. It's very sad, I guess. The book ends with Hulkling as Space King with his Korean scroll buddies. They're like, oh, and he gives a big inspirational speech about how they've been beaten down, but, you know, the real evil is there, and we will stop the evil people, and it'll all be great, and that's why we're going to invade the Earth! What now? Yep. 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 Okay. So, sure. Hulkling, that happened. former young Avenger, is telling everyone to attack this enemy as he points to an image of the Earth. Make ready the fleet. Join our forces as one. The journey to the Sol system. The final war begins now. Uh, that's the advertising for Empire. P-Y-R-E. Oh, it's clever. Um, beginning soon. That's the next big multi-crossover event. Um, this, so basically, it's the art goes from awesome to eh in the book at various places. Mm-hmm. It does a good job interesting, uh, introducing characters you might not be familiar with, like Jessica Jones, uh, Arno Stark, uh, the character from Age of Atlas, like Wave, uh, and others. So uh, it's just a swordsman bit that's pretty clever. It introduces Arrow to everyone. So it's a nice introduction to get all the characters and who the players are right now. It's odd that Spider-Woman is not in the book when she they're starting to push her new series. So that's interesting. Uh, but all in all, to me, this is promotional material. This is something that should have come out at a super discounted price. Like, you know, $2 or a big $1 or, you know, uh, $2.20 for 2020. Something like that. And instead, it's not a cheap book. It's it's super thick, but it's like ten it's ten dollars. It's a super thick book. I mean, it's like thick as three or four comics, probably about four. So it's a big book. It, but I really think that it's promotional material. It's interesting promotional material. So it's a fun read. I don't think there's going to be a number two. I think that this is just promotional. No, I'm not looking up if there's number two. I kind of looked it up and there wasn't number two listed in comicstore.marvel.com. So, fun read, interesting way to introduce things. Is the story interesting, though? Was it a, mm. something I care about? No! Mm. I don't care about the trees attacking. I don't care that the Night of the Triffids is upon us. <laughs> I, I do not care that Hulkling is the Space King and he's taking his space war to Earth. We just had an extraterrestrial war. Okay, extraplanal, but planar, but that's still extraterrestrial. It's beyond this Earth. It's extraterrestrial. We just had that. We don't need another. And what? The scrolls haven't had a war in like 40 days? Did the calendar go like, God damn, Jim, it's been a while since you invaded the Earth, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, we kind of decimated. Yeah, I know, I know. But we got the Kree with us now. I hate them. Oh, I hate them too. Maybe we should team up and kill the Earth. Well, let's ask Space King. Hey, Space King! Should we team up and kill the Earth? Space King says no. Tell Space King we'll kill his boyfriend. Space King's in. All right. Let's kill the Earth. So, you know, it's just... I... 
All right. Uh, two and a half stars. Pink. <laughs> Click it. Click it. I keep missing. There we go. Two and a half. That's two. That's not even the right button. God, I'm dumb. Keep it at two. Two and a half. Providence provides. <laughs> Providence provides. Two and a half two stars and a half for star. incoming number one. I did not love it at all. It was okay. It's promotional material. It is promotional material. That's all it is. It okay. wasn't exciting enough for me to go, oh, no, the trees. Beware the wood. You know what? There's so many people going vegetarian nowadays. It was only a matter of time until the trees rose up. Mm. Eat more cows. <laughs> what? <laughs> how, how intimidating is that as an enemy? By God, there's trees everywhere. Well, let's start burning them down. Get, get the chainsaw. I just got wood for you right here. Yeah, see? To be honest, customer is just the wood make for a fun book. Thanks, Doug. <laughs> it's not... I they already started the war with the trees with how thick this book is, obviously. Uh, <laughs> but, but I'm fun. They, It's not great. It. I'm actually... the Actually, the impressive part of this is how they were able to weave the story between all the books. I give whoever was in charge of setting all that up Full credit. That's a five-star job they did of managing to make a story wind through every book. That's hard to do. Mm. You know, and they did a great job introducing characters, giving dialogue, giving story. Uh, the way the art shifted made a lot of sense because it gave tone for the characters. All those things are really good. It's just that at the end, I'm left with, I don't care. And I should have been given this for free or for like two bucks. You know? That's my problem with it. The content actually probably is better than two stars. Two and a half. But since it leaves you with a big, I don't care, and that was $10, that's why it gets two and a half stars. It's the price per enjoyment ratio. You know? Got it. Like, if you watch a three-hour movie that's awesome versus an hour-long movie that's pretty good, those kind of, like, balance. Because, you know... Mm. That's a lot of time invested, you know. But, you I know, get it. I get it. like the old, uh, I just forgot, this. Siskel and Ebert, if you ever heard of them, the movie critics. They were, they were often asked, how long should a movie be? Their answer was, a long movie, no, a good movie is never long enough and a bad movie is never short enough. Which makes sense. It's not a really good answer. But it actually makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. If you watch a film and you're like, wow, it's already over. Or, whoa, things are wrapping up. That's good. If you're surprised. If you're looking at your watch like, oh, God, we're not even halfway done. You have a problem. This comic gave me the, is this still going? Pretty quick. You know. Got it. So, and also the Masked Raider shows up. He has a big intro where he's all mysterious and dark and with his trench coat and like, uh, if only I was here, if only it was 1993, I'd be the best. People would think I'm so cool. I'd have a shotgun. And then he just like leaves. And you never see him again. So why? Mm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, two and a half stars. I'm standing by it. Okay. Due to the, due to the ratios. 
But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it could do worse. If you were given this book, then then you know, four stars. If you paid for it, two and a half. I don't think that's fair, but it's true. So what are your thoughts? What do you think of this segment? You thought it was awesome, just so you know. Think for yourself, my friends. Listen to Garthon. What are your thoughts on incoming with exclamation point? Because it's on the cover, even though it's not anywhere else. Number one. Uh, do you think that it's not just promotional material, that it's a valid entry into what could be a series? Do you think the Masked Raider is awesome? He's kind of awesome. I kind of like him. I don't know. I think he's kind of cool. If there's a book of series like you, let me know. If you like these reviews, be sure to like, share this video with your comic book friends. It really, really helps the channel. It gets the word out. And that way we can talk more about comic books with more people. And that's always fun. Subscribe to Legion of Myth for anime, comic, and game reviews. And remember to be a Legionnaire. All right, kiddos, let's go and let us pick a winner for Next Machina. Remember, everyone, if you joined recently, we are giving away a copy of Next Machina, Twin Stick Shooter on the PC. It's an awesome game. Lots of fun, bright colors, fun times, excitement, chaos. Type exclamation point Machina in your Twitch box to join. Right now. Right Do now. It. Now. Do we're it. Give, we're giving you like 30 Do seconds. It. Actually, we're getting 60 seconds because that's how long this ad break is going to be. Here it comes. All right, I got to pee. Is there really an ad? I don't see a commercial happening. Am I the one who doesn't see a commercial happening? I think he, the dog's just dreaming. Uh, that's what I thought, Duncan. He made it sound like it was a commercial. Maybe it's, maybe it's not. Uh, but the game is like uh, Crash TV. Or one of those games, Twin Stick Shooter, where you steer with one, shoot with the other. Frantic. Made for non-subs? Ah, it could be. Maybe I'm not seeing an ad because I'm looking at it through the Legion of the Channel. Maybe there actually is an ad. Someone could tell me. But anyway, he's not here and he's in charge of the bot. My bot privileges were taken away. My bot privileges were taken away after the time right, that back. What Else 73 won everything one day. And after oh, that, they sucks. won't let me run the bot. Nope. Nope. He, I, God, he, what he won like a hundred bucks worth of stuff that night. More than that, but yeah, more but hey, that. and it was hey, I was doing the bot correctly. Yeah. All right. So expla ex explanation point exclamation point <laughs> machina m a c h i n a. That's right. And uh, you have ten seconds left. My bot lay over the ocean. My bot lay over the sea. So bring back my body to me. And there we go. It's done. Closing the giveaway. And we're going to pick a winner. Winner is Pax Federatica. Oh, Pax, you have won. Congratulations. Pax, thank you very much. Go ahead and type in your info. Whisper your info to the Legion of Myth. And Max Liao will get out your gift tomorrow or, or very, very, very early in the morning because he's in Germany. He is. So there's that. 
Alright, everyone. Congratulations to Pax on winning. I uh, hope you enjoyed that game. It looks like a ton of fun for the stuff I've seen on it. And now... Let's do a full screen. It is time for the RNG. If you like random nerd content, be sure, my friends, to like and subscribe to the RNG. Boom. And here at the RNG this week, we are asking, did Disney screw up by buying Star Wars? Yes! No! Yes! Maybe! <laughs> well, yes, but actually, no. We need that, need that little meme in there. Now you whisper sweet nothings into his ear. Oh, yes. There you go. Oh, yes. All right, let's talk about this. Uh, there's been a lot of questions about Disney screwing up, maybe, by buying Star Wars. Maybe it was made Star Wars worse. Maybe it's made it better. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy, especially for the last, since the last couple of movies. Well, the last three, honestly, if we talk about it. Um, yes, Duncan Eli has not seen Mandalorian. Nope. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> He's not seen the last day. There's just darkness and no baby Yoda. That um, is true. All right. So let's just give the argument that, yeah, it was a bad idea. Have right. you seen episode eight? Yes. It was a dumpster fire yeah. made of, made of rotten Chinese takeout rotten and meat. poop. All right. So they trashed the extended years. They threw away decades of additional lore that other people had used and built off of. And some of it was really good. Some of it was, some of it was good enough. There were Lego sets made of it. Yes. Of, of a book that, right, that the, uh, wasn't really part of, of the, of Lucasfilm. No, it wasn't. You know, the, uh, stuff, but it was so good that oh, they, gosh. I'm trying to remember the name of the series with Dash Rendar and all that. Um, oh my gosh. Dash Rendar. Come on. Come on. Try and find, uh, figure out, remember what he was from. I understand. Uh, uh, his first mention of Star Wars Solo was Shadows of the Empire. That was the name of the series. There you go. And there was there even go. Shadows of the Empire video games. There were Shadows of the Empire Lego sets. That's how popular yep. this was. Um, they completely killed they, all of it in one fell swoop. Yes. And while you can say, well, why are you upset? You can still enjoy the books and everything based on their own merit. Yes, but it was more enjoyable when it was part of everything else. Yes. You know, Santa Claus is great on his own, but he's a lot better when he's part of Christmas. That's all the <laughs> Thrawn stuff. Yeah, exactly. Raven Slayer. That was, yeah. see, yeah. that was great stuff. Thrawn's, Thrawn's Thrawn, awesome, Thrawn but you'll awesome. never know. Right. You'll never know. Because he's not part of canon anymore. Yep. It was all stupid because there's no vision for the franchise. Not that I've seen. Have you seen a vision? Is there a central, like, where are they going with it? No. 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 It, it, se it seems haphazard. And not only that, but they, they, they've they taken established canon from, from the movies before and just shat on it. Right. Especially in episode eight. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hi uh, a hyperspace ramming speed? F you. Uh, Doug, yeah. Well, Come Thrawn on. was in Rebels, and Rebels is... Part of the there canon. you go. Rebel Rebels is canon because it was on the screen. Right, just because so, yes, Thrawn was there Thrawn's doesn't mean everything else was there. But so much rich backstory and all and the Mara Jade stuff. stuff. Luke oh, becoming yeah. the leader of the Jedi Academy. Yes, yes, all, all that good that stuff. stuff. And uh, in uh, the uh, truce at Bakura, when he actually became a Jedi Master. Right. You you missed it. You don't get it. It's not canon anymore. Yep. It's just crap. Yep. Uh, and there's no vision for where they're taking their franchise. Episode no. 7 was just a remake of 4. 
Yes. But everything was bigger. And, which JJ loves doing. He loves remaking someone else's thing, but making it bigger. Um, and so, and then you got the people who were put in charge of Star Wars, like Kathleen Kennedy and stuff, who was not a creative type. She was no. a producer. She did a great job producing creative types, like Lucas and Spielberg. She did a great job doing that. But when put on her own is to be the creative force, she's like, crap, I don't know. What no, makes I'll money? Just do this, whatever. Yeah, she yeah, was making money. what makes money decisions. Yeah. Exactly. That's no good. It's no good. Ruined it. Ruined it. And that that's that's why it went in the direction that it did. I mean, it, it doesn't make the storyline doesn't make any sense looking back at the previous six films. It doesn't make any sense. Just the same as Superman Returns does not make any sense because it says it, it actually stated in the beginning of the movie, this takes place two weeks after Superman 2. At the end of Superman 2, he told the President of the United States that I was gone for a while. I'm really sorry. It'll never, never happen, happen again. again. Two weeks later, he runs, runs off, off to some mysterious signal from maybe somebody from Krypton is there and he runs away. Shut the F up, man. Yeah. If they did the same thing to Star Wars that they did to Superman in Superman Returns. In Superman Returns, they made him a deadbeat dad. Son of a killer. I mean, uh, a def- fa- father of a killer, because his son murdered a guy oh, with yeah. a giant with piano. piano. Yes. So and don't say he Mon- was just sleeping. That t- that no, dude was sorry. not sleeping. He's not sleeping. He when you, when you get hit with a full size grand piano, you die. And don't say it was self defense. He's vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. There you go. He's uh, just he's just a murderer now. Yeah. That that's what they did to Star Wars. Right, but they put producers not creators in charge of the franchise they didn't give it a vision they just kind of farm things out solo uh and also they put millions and millions into cross promoting it like making an entire land in their theme parks that was a huge expense all these other things they're doing but they're not making enough money back on that investment because their films are so bad yeah you have to draw the people to the park. You can have the greatest park in the world, but if it's based on something everyone universally thinks is shit, then you're not going to get anybody there. Right. Which not That's to say, I'm is. not saying the Star Wars lands, or Galaxy's Edge, as they call it, mm. is abandoned in the parks. It's not. It's busy. No, but it's not, not yeah. nearly as busy as they thought it was going to be. And they were expecting the movies to drive people there, and it didn't really happen. It's still busy. I'm not saying it's empty. I'm not saying it's not popular. There's not cool stuff there. There is. And I've heard that the new ride there uh, is absolutely amazing. But that doesn't take away the fact that it is not performing as it was expected. They dumped a bunch of money and all sorts of stuff all over the world. And because they can't make the films work, it's not working. Mm. And and seriously, have you seen episode eight? Seriously. Yeah. Just it was your God. bad. It was bad. Just, oh my God. Blue-haired woman, right? Everything's cool. Just, wow. Yep. So, wow. Wow. But, then again... Other side. Other side of the coin. No, it was actually a really good idea that they bought it. Yeah. Yeah, it was genius. It was genius. Okay. Removing the extended universe gives you creative flexibility. It allows you to continue a story with these characters as because the actors are still alive. So you can, can you can put a finishing touch on all of their arc and then start brand new 
with everything your own content created and owned by Disney. Right. Also, you don't you don't have to worry about the uh, the bonus of not dealing with the extended universe is you don't have to deal with you put out a character that says, well, that doesn't make any sense because at this point the timeline that character should be on the Excelsior with Dash Rendar through the such and such system traveling spies to the Hut merchants. You're like, oh, but but I need them here. It's like you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Uh, it's kind of like the problem that people have with, like, uh, Star Trek Discovery, where you say, well, that can't be happening at this point in the timeline, because this hasn't been... You don't have to deal with any of that. It's like, you know what? All this stuff didn't happen. Yep. And then, another benefit of removing the main characters is you can bring in younger main characters, and so you can bring in younger viewers. I mean, think about it. I mean, what what 13-year-old is drawn to the box office by han solo right who wants to see oh boy i can't wait to the octogenarian hold a lightsaber yeah exactly you know come on yeah you know mark hamill is not filling seats with with tweens and teens okay he's not the old people who are who he's bringing in but they were gonna be there anyway (laughs) yeah so before they die and they almost missed it with carrie fisher they they still got some parts on her they 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 ruined it but if you see like the halloween costumes the kids are wearing they're not dressed up as Luke and Han anymore. They're dressing mm-hmm. up as Ray and Poe Dameron. That's actually a lot, a lot of those costumes. Yeah. And Kylo Ren, because to them, Darth Vader is an old dude. Yep. Kylo Ren is new. Kylo Ren is excited. Yep. Kylo Ren is there, Darth Vader. There you go. There you go. Awesome. Great idea. It, it increases the longevity of the series. They can yep. keep making money far into the future. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's and, important. As much as I love the original yeah. characters, it's important to have some something that's true. moving on. That's true. Now, Star Wars was bought for the Disney spinoffs. The Mandalorian, and a f- future future animated series. They're all going to be on Disney+. Plus. Rebels. It's Rebels. Uh, Disney with, made uh, that. Yeah, they already made that, but that's part of why they bought them. Yeah. That's part of why they bought it. You can see it on Disney+. Plus. Not only are they in control of all new content, but they're in control of where you see it, which is their new Disney Plus platform, to get people to pay money there as well. That's right. Pre subscribers for the burgeoning Disney Plus service, which is seen as the future of the company in a lot of ways. Yes. Uh, yes. Digital distribution has proven to be king in a lot of ways. Disney mm-hmm. wants that fat, fat digital distribution pie. And Star Wars and Marvel is the way to bring it in. There it is. And it. by owning Star Wars, you don't have to worry about if it's fl- that everything goes to Netflix when the deal is up. Right. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna have control of all of their own content for the foreseeable future in per- in perpetuity. They're gonna have control over how you view Disney content. Yep. And that is going to make them so much money. They are just drooling about that. And they're a business. I would be drooling about it too. It's good. Yep. That's good. And plus, plus the best thing they did, Jar Jar is dead, and he did not even have the dignity of dying on screen. Take that. I am happy about that. I am happy about that. Super happy. That one came from Heathen Dog. He was very pleased about yes, that. Yes, I am very pleased about Jar Jar being dead. He he probably died in a in a Gungan revolt when that when the Empire took over. Said, "You did this, Jar Jar. You you is a bad guy." And then tore off his ears and like ripped out his throat, and then. He died, but it was off screen. They killed Admiral uh, Akbar off screen too. I know, I know, which they should. That was kind of sad. That was very. He didn't sad. have I mean, a lot of lives, but you know, Akbar. No, he didn't do anything wrong. He, but he was a memorable character. He was he, popular. He was. He was a meme. Yeah. He also yeah, he I, he did his job well. You got to yes, give him credit. Every time he led 
a, a fighting force. They, they won. won. Yeah, you can't yes. argue with that. Yeah, and in the latest, you know, after his death, when when he had other people in charge, every time they lost. That's true. They lost a lot after Akbar. That's a right. A lot. Yep. It's almost like it was their profession is losing. <laughs> they took losing seriously. Exactly. So it's both. Uh, whether buying it was a dumb move or a smart move. Is but here is the question I ask you, Heathen Dog. Okay. Was Disney buying Star Wars good? for Star Wars, for the long-term health of Star Wars. Okay. Um, yes. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because everyone who's pissed off at Star Wars right now are people like you and I, who who grew up with the original, the original episode 4, 5, and 6, who, who got to know those characters, who, who got to love them, and then seeing someone else shit all over them and make them do things they would never do. Even Mark Hamill agrees that Luke Skywalker was written very poorly. And that upsets me. But the younger audience who's going to keep, who's going to, who's going to uh, pick up the torch and carry it later. It's that this Disney stuff is not for us. It's for them. This is basically telling us to go away. We're going to end all the story arcs you care about. And I'm going to, and I'm going to show the kids this, these new arcs that they can grow up with. So yes, star Wars now is going to take a big dip. It's not going to make them money now. Not now. They're thinking five years in the future and going forward. That's when star Wars is going to make them money. Right, so basically, Generation X-Wing needs to shut up because the Millennial Falcons is their show now. Yeah, but us us X-Wings can still be pissed off. That's oh, I right. agree. That's part of our right. Yeah, Dang it. that's part of our right. It, it's honestly already paid for itself. It has in a lot of ways. Um, but the I agree. I think for the long-term future of the series, it helps. If they could make smart decisions, uh, yeah. the, a lot of the problem with the stumbling that Star Wars had before Disney bought it is because it was running under the vision of George Lucas, who, let's all be fair, did a great job creating it, did a lot of stuff, but he was always better when he was edited and produced. Yes. Uh, when he wasn't edited, that's where we got episode one, two, and three, but one, two, and three had a big vision. They had a big mm-hmm. mission statement. They were seven, eight, nine did not. No, I How... thought that ep- episode one, even with all its faults, visually was much more stunning than any of the right. of the new ones now, including episode nine, which you haven't seen. But episode nine has a really, really a visually stunning fight scenes and stuff like right. that. But I still think the episode one with Obi Wan and, and Qui Gon against Darth Maul. That was, was a great fight. So, what, yeah, it was great. It was dramatic. Yep. It had you on the edge of your seat, and it was visually stunning. Yep. The episode nine stuff was visually stunning, but that's all it had. But also, one, two, and three, especially one, tried to do something new with the series. It yes. tried to yes, it did. do a new story. And yep. it had its faults. It was a little overdramatic, overblown. And has The faults are Jar-Jar. numerous and been discussed many times, especially Jar Jar. Um. But seven, eight, and nine were just retreads. 
Yep. Not eight so much. Eight was just bad. But seven to nine were retreads of previous films. Which one, two, and three weren't. They were new. Yep. They, they were new. They, you can't say, stories. oh, that's just yeah. like, no, they weren't like anything else. You can maybe point yeah. at some old samurai film they were like. Well, sure. You could do that or anything. Oh, Simpsons did it. No, Twilight Zone did it. Yeah, you could always up. point at something else. Yeah. Um, there's only seven stories after all. Yeah. So, uh, Pax says, of all the major genre IPs, pieces, think J.K. Rowling's Wizarding World is the only one that's still made under the control of Visual's creator. That's true. That might be. I don't know. I, don't I know. think that that's pretty true. Um, but the thing is, when you have a creative lead like that, when they're on their game, they could really make magic. Mm-hmm. But there comes a point where they don't have it anymore. And they start making Jar Jars. And yep. it's best if, you know, for the future of the product, it's best if they hand it to a newer generation so they can write their right. own stories, which is what happened in a lot of ways. I think that having Kathleen Kennedy be in charge of everything Star Wars was a bad idea just Horrible because... Horrible mistake. She, does, she doesn't care about the product, Well, basically. Uh, I don't, Rain, I don't Will, think Rain she Wilson cares. did not like Star Wars. He yeah. did not care about the product. But Kathleen Kennedy actually cared. I think she did. Because uh, she had great history, worked with Lucas and Spielberg and all those other people before. But the thing is, she's not creative. And also, she's in her 60s. She was not the young, dynamic person to take control of this and mold it for a new generation. Yeah. She was part of the olds who was given the job from another old, right. except she's right. way less creative than the previous old who had it. The, the, the best outcome would have been someone who is in their 30s, who, who had a, a mother or father that introduced them to star Wars when they were very young and passed their love of, of the, of the genre to them and is a producer, right? That would have been just the, the, the smiling, happy time, fun dance of, of episode seven, eight, nine would have been awesome. Uh, Luke, Luke would, wouldn't have been a drunk hermit. Uh, Leia and, uh, and, and Han would have stayed together. Uh, uh, ben still would have turned because that's still a good idea, you know. It, 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 yeah, but the, it would have it would have gone a different way. Uh, but everyone uh, could still now be dead. Right. Just they it could it could be they could have had a noble you know, sacrifice or even yeah they could just retire and go somewhere else. Yeah. You'd have to kill them. I mean, no. it's part of the standard hero's journey is the death of the master. But that could mean I'm too old to fight anymore. I retire. Yeah. Uh, but Duncan says. Uh, there used to be something else like creative vision. Jean Travaux would be his next choice. Yeah, I agree that's the with second that. time you've said that. He has. Well, Jean Favreau is doing the Mandalorian, and it's great. Yeah. But yeah. also, if you look at Jean Favreau's Iron Man films, he did the first two Iron Man films, which yeah, are the best great. Iron Fan films. Yeah. The and then three came two. along, and you're like, three e- was awful. Yeah. Um, e- and Iron Man one and two were both great. Um, the stuff that Favreau has evolved is usually really good. Mm-hmm. I would not have a problem with Favreau being in charge of Star Trek. Hell, you know what? I, I even saw the or damn movie with that, that he starred in that where, where he was a he was a cook. Oh, yeah. I heard I that was really that. good. It was. I was like, <laughs> this this can't be good. God damn it. This is a Midas man. He, anything he touches turns to gold. Yeah, he's he's worked hard to get to his present position. But you could see that he loves the product. He loves Star Wars. He would do a great job if he was in charge of it. Because uh, a lot of people thought Iron Man was going to fail. You got mm-hmm. Jean Favreau, a nobody, writing and directing it. You got... I just forgot his name. Tony Stark. <laughs> Who played Tony Stark? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. What? Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Jesus. Jesus. Okay. Uh, so Robert Downey Jr. Thank you, Gladys. 
uh, who is, you know, had a prison for what time? You know, how long is he going to be sober this time? You know, it was like, well, the movie's not. And it's Iron Man, kind of a B-list, you know, whatever hero. Everybody expected well, that. Well, gonna... I don't think he was ever a B-list hero, just A-minus maybe. All right. If in 1990 you gave a kid Batman, Superman, and Iron Man, asked them to name all three, which one would they not be able to name? Out of those three, okay, fine, Iron Man. Yeah. Why? I am going to say he was probably higher than the chain than Captain America, and that hurts me because I love Captain America. But, you know. So, yeah, he was kind of a B-list hero. He had a cartoon series, you know. But anyway, but now Iron Man is huge, and it's because of Iron Man 1. And 2 proved he can keep going. And that also introduced the best version of Black Widow that we've seen in the Marvel movies. Yeah, I think Ravens are robbed down here. So, yes, I, I agree with, with Dunk State. I think Jean Favreau could do a great job with that. Uh, but I think if you look also, when you said something like in their 30s would be great, that's when Lucas was doing Star Wars. That's when Spielberg did Jaws and all other things. Yep. You need to look at someone around that, someone hungry with ideas who could do yeah. that. But, so, but it, enough experience to actually get the job done. Someone in their 20s? No, no, they, they they may have the drive and the smarts, but the, but they don't have the actual know how yet. Right. So no, I I I was dunking on that one, but we're not in charge, and we never will be. So, or will we? Hey, no, I'm the one who said that. What are you talking about? You with Dunk? You with me? Yeah, I guess. All right. <laughs> so. All right, let's clear this up. Yeah, we're clearing that up. So was it was it a bad idea? We're gonna go with it, a tentative yes. no. Yeah, yeah. Yes for us, no no for Disney. I, I think that it will be good because Disney has gobs of money and they like making and, more money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and soon our generation will be dead and no longer be able to yell at them. So The takeaway is that he likes to watch The Mandalorian. Mandalorian is good. I'm not going to say it's the greatest thing ever, but it's good. Uh, and the – but for the long-term health of the franchise, it's probably better – Probably. I mean, Disney's kept it has, a, Disney's it has a kept lot a of mouse, potential. Disney's kept a mouse going a hundred years. That's true. Yeah, it has <laughs> it has a lot of potential to be better. It does. It, it does has a lot of potential. Because uh, there are flashes, like you look at uh, something like Rogue One was amazing. Well, and of Star good. Wars films, not because you know put it next to it was good. Solo sucked. Citizen Kane or anything. Solo no. was garbage, and everyone yeah. knew it. And that yeah. was like the first sign that oh gosh. This Something's is a death. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So that is the final right. word. Yep. Final word. Final word is probably, probably not a bad idea. Probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Probably not. Bad. Long run for yeah. right now. Not going great. Mistakes were made. Yeah. Mistakes were made. There you go. So what are your thoughts? What do you think of this segment? What are your thoughts on this subject matter? Are you with us? Do you agree that Disney maybe made the right decision here? That maybe it's good for Star Wars? Maybe it's good for consumers? Or would it be better in a free market situation where Star Wars itself could pick and choose what streaming service it's on? and Maybe generate interest like that. Or because they have the security of Disney's you know piles of cash, they'll be able to take creative license and maybe try new things like the Mandalorian series. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. 
Uh, if there's another topic you'd like to discuss, let us know. We are open to talking most nerd ma- matters. And if you like these random segments, be sure to like and share this video with your fellow nerds. Sharing is caring. So let everyone know. And if you have a discussion about this, say, hey, I saw a video of people talking about whether or not Disney buying Star Wars was good. They had some good ideas. You should listen to that. And then you will be wise. So subscribe to Legion of Myth, anime, comics, and games, and be a Legionnaire. It's now time for more information, because we all like information. Because information is how you know things. Information's power, baby. Next time on Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma. I don't know. There's a bomb in the school. I don't think I can take it. I can't leave you. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> he knows he's a two anime reviews from either Hulu, Netflix, or Crunchyroll. He's been on Welcome to Demon School, Iroma-kun. What do you think? In Garthas comic poll, we talk about Batman. <laughs> RNG. Well, maybe this, maybe that. That it usually depends on what's on our minds that week. And giveaway next week is Children of Zodiacs, a strategy RPG card and deck builder. Mostly positive views on Steam. It looks creepy. From what I looked at, I'm not I'm not a big uh, card or deck builder game fan unless it's actually a card and deck game. The the the, the ones that uh, that Max Leal plays are are like uh, fighting games, but but instead of choosing your ability and you like like Final Fantasy stuff like that, you're actually you have a deck of cards, so it's random. You choose from whatever you got in your hand, and you got to do that. That's that's the kinds he likes, and I, I'm not behind that. All right, streaming schedule: Legion Myth Prime slash Legion Myth Twitch.tv slash Myth. He's the dog. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 a.m. He's doing Seven Days to Die with the My Fault Jairus. Monday at 8 p.m. It's Left 4 Dead 2. Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Imperial Galactic Survival with Garthon. We were PvPing against other subscribers to the Legion of Myth. So, hey, if you want to subscribe to Twitch and get in on the server and PvP against us when we meet up on the PvP planet, there's rules. There's rules. There's rules. Let us know and you can be in on that. So watch. Soon we shall be clashing. Soon. Saturday, 8 p.m. The Legion with live stream. Anime, comics, games. Sunday, 9 p.m. Lunar Silver Star Story in the Retro Roundup review. Playing on the PlayStation 1 with Garthon. Legion with 2, The Deuce. Max Leo, Wednesday and Friday, 12 p.m. That's noon, kids. Legend of Heroes Trails to the Sky. Thursday, 11 a.m. Portal Nights with Max and Laura. Be sure to tune in for that. Good times on The Deuce. And next year's giveaway, Children of the Zodiacs. Gen Con is happening this year. Badge registration, 26th January 2020. Activity sign of 17 May. Best for gazing gaming starts 30 July 2020. Watch our legal stream for the Gen Con stuff. And also join our Gen Con discussions on Discord. Twitch, YouTube, social media. Oh, I've been Cheers and Zod. Thank, Thank you, Zod. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this day's show. Thank you. And you can show you care too by cheering, just like Zahn. Legion with Prime, Primary Channel, Anime Comics Games, Team Dogs, Team of Scarthons, Retro Games, on Legion with Two, The Deuce. Max Lee is here at the JRPG and Noro's Variety Streams, and they're at YouTube, youtube.com slash Legion Myth, individual Legion Myth segments, highlighted video game streams, recorded different RPG videos. At Twitter, tweet us, we'll tweet you, video live stream announcements and giveaway updates, and on Discord, you can chat with us and be the first to know when things are happening, because we do update that pretty frequently. And for our Shroud of the Avatar fans, don't worry, Elgarian now streams on twitch.tv slash community of the Avatar. He's gone official, folks. And like us, we're rogues and outlaws here at Legion Myth. Legion Myth yeah. here! 
Impress your friends. Intimidate your enemies. Found an empire. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash Legion of Myth. Thank you to all of our Patreons, our Twitch supporters, our cheers, Don, Jamie Jen. Thank you so much, John, Sean Butts, Gary M, Brian A. Sheriff, thank you so much. It's your support that keeps us going. We really, really do appreciate you guys. Thank you. You have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great diurnal anomaly.